the Everyman Podcast. It's here. It's here, Brother Jay. It's here. A it's little here. a little later than normal, but I'll tell you what, the streak continues of new Everyman Podcast. Minimum once a week. Buh, buh. Coming up two years strong. Yeah, dude. Another week, another pod. Big Dog, how are you today on this beautiful Saturday I am uh, a little bit perplexed because our wonderful young automated lady on Zoom is belting out, at least in my headphones, set up professional audio in audio settings. I know you guys aren't hearing this, but she's pretty, <laughs> she's, she's pretty adamant about she, this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'll tell you what, Zoom just did this mandatory upgrade, software upgrade. And in the terms and conditions, I was looking at it. It says that going forward, you must have a recent software update within mm-hmm. 30 days of every mm-hmm. like every time you turn on. So every time you turn on, it checks for, to make sure you're within this 30-day window. Yep. And like if you go past that or disconnect, it disconnects you and messes up all your settings. And I had some major, when we were doing the pod with Mark, I had some ridiculous Zoom issues where it was like, I sounded like... Uh, Starscream or you know any pick your pick your Decepticon, it was really bad and it was only coming through the Zoom recording. Uh, so Zoom, get your shit together because uh, yeah, you yeah. guys dethroned Skype overnight. It was like everybody. Dethroned. I've never seen yeah. anything like that where it was just like everybody uses one thing and then in within like a week everyone's oh, yeah. like Zoom Zoom oh, Zoom yeah. Zoom Zoom. There was like a couple other ones, but I mean, who the hell uses Skype anymore? Well, or the ones that are like that were like Skype faithfuls, and then like you like say, us? "Oh man, I'm using." Oh yeah, yeah, but like it's like okay, w- like now is w- what Skype? Right. Is that a is that an old wood old wooden shoe? Like what, <laughs> it was. What is that? We did like every <laughs> podcast on Skype, and then we found the the glory that is Zoom Pro, and we're like, eh, I don't think we're going back. Nope. But if they don't fix it, somebody will replace them, and. Uh, the other thing about Skype was like, it was impossible. Like I remember coordinating with guests and it's like, what's your Skype name? And it, it was like impossible oh, to find it. And it was always like dude. user one, two, nine, 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 Bro. four Z Q. Bro, every, every username was a cry for help. It was <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was not exactly <laughs> user friendly. Um, I'll tell you what NFL week one, it kicked mm-hmm. off. It was, mm-hmm. it was exciting. Um, a lot of, I don't, you know, I don't think a lot of unexpected things really happened. I think a lot of people were hyped up on Jacksonville, on that, like overly hyped up on them, and yeah. people were surprised that they got blown out. I think I was surprised that Houston put up that many points. I think that was nobody knew quite what to expect there. And it's like I'm yeah. watching. I'm like, is Tayrod? Is he good now? Are we good? Well, I'm 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 telling you, it's 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 one. You got that, and then you have you know. Um, who do we have in, in, in Denver with the Broncos? Teddy. Teddy. Teddy B, man. I, hey, he was playing, man. He can ball. He was playing, he was playing his ass off, man. I, and then Denver hasn't had a, a QB that can do like do something like that in week one ever, like for at least for the last three yeah, or four years. Since Peyton retired. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts, man. Teddy's one of those guys, man. Like he keeps getting a raw deal everywhere he goes, but he keeps, yeah. he just keeps defying the odds. But Tayrod Taylor is one of those guys. I mean, I remember him at Ohio State. It was like, wow, this guy's good. And then mm-hmm. he was a backup in Baltimore mm-hmm. behind Flacco. And I remember seeing him in uh, in the preseason thinking, like, yeah, this guy's probably going to be an NFL guy. Yeah. 
And then he's had a few opportunities, but he's been like a... I was looking at his career numbers. He's played for like everybody. It's yeah, like he's, he's been he's been around. Man of opportunity, that's for sure. Oh, that's what the NFL is. Yeah, but, not like Fitzmagic. Like Fitzmagic uh, is always. I'm glad you. Out. I was, you know, man. This is how I know it, we're we're just we're, 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 kindred, we're kindred spirits. I, I, the man. next, we're the very next spirits. thing out of my mouth was going to be Fitzmagic, and I, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I was rooting hard. There was a rumor the Steelers were looking at him. I wanted them to sign him so bad. Yeah, he's so fun to watch. He's such a. It's hard to call a guy that's a Harvard graduate like an underdog, but. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's not really an underdog, but in like the NFL, in the context of the NFL, yeah. you know, he's he appears to exemplify the everyman style. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's absolutely. like one of those guys like Josh McCown that's just always like you count him out every time, but he's yeah. always comes in. But the thing about Fitzmagic is he usually gives you like the four most exciting weeks of football you've ever seen out of nowhere, Dude, and then it just was... goes away. And to see him get hurt like that right away uh, and I be know. down, it's like, ugh. and he's been yeah. he's been banged up a lot over the last couple of years. It makes yeah. it makes you wonder. And, and those hip hip injuries are that's well for for a QB especially. Yeah, man. you need that. You need that torque to get the over like the C that you throw. Like you need that. You yeah. know, but four to, yeah four to six every. He, I mean, he is good for four to six games a year. Of solid electricity. Performance. Oh, yeah. Just total. And every. You know, sailor chest hairs open in a press conference. You know, gold chain. Every locker that. room he goes to, he seems to, like, become an instant leader and legend. Um, yeah, I was very disappointed to see that. And I think they were. I think they their plans. Henke looked good mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. I think their plan is was always for him to kind of be the guy there. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you got know. Um, Chandler Jones with five sacks. That was awesome. Yeah, in that he's Arthur Jones and John Jones' baby brother, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Imagine that. Imagine being the mom to those three absolute alpha animals. Yeah, it's ridiculous. How do you feed? How do you feed an Arthur Jones, John how, how Jones? How do you have a mom left after all of those, those animals? <laughs> <laughs> and like they're like they're John Jones, wild man. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy. And he I bet you John Jones is such a good athlete. Like if he wanted to have gone the NFL route, he probably he probably could do it now. Oh yeah. Easy. Easy. He's uh but look, what do you expect from guys that fight in cages for a living? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> like really, this guy like <sighs> nuts, man. You know? Absolute nuts. It's okay to be a little rough around the edges when you make your living well, I mean, beating men. Car crashes every play. Hey, yeah, as well, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, the tough, tough boys, the Joneses. But uh, Kyler Murray looks like um, like the best version of Michael Vick we've seen. Like he's so fast, and he's like a little ping pong ball on the. And he's it's, so small. It's he's crazy. So small. It's adorable, and he's just like that one play he had running back and forth. I mean, it's like I don't know how you, I don't know how you defend that, but um, also makes you wonder like. I never got the Bill O'Brien hype. Yeah. I live, you know, in a Penn State bubble kind of uh, in this area. And a lot of my friends went to Penn State. So they're all, oh, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. I never got it. I always felt like he was kind of pompous. And what kind of, what do you, how do you look at DeAndre Hopkins three years ago and be like, you know what? You're done. You don't have anything <laughs> left. And you fucking trade him for like, a, pa- a a sack of peanuts in like fifty right, yeah. cents, and it's like yeah. you know, and like I <laughs> and just a, don't fund it, Pat. Right, I don't understand. 
I don't understand. Like that should have been the disqualifying factor for your job. And and like I think in the NFL, some of these, like how do you how do, can you still have player personnel? And you do that. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. Well, it's, it's just like the off, like you know off season acquisitions, man. It's like you got to go with who's ever available. You know what I mean? Like if, if he's the best next up, or well, we got to go with him because the one below him is probably even way worse. So it's just. Yeah. So that's well, and it's weird not seeing Larry Fitzgerald out there, oh, yeah. you know, and he, yeah. they, I feel like he might come out of retirement. You know, he says like, he's okay to not play, but he wants to try and win a Super Bowl, which he, he, he almost did against the yeah. Steelers. But, uh, I mean, that game, he was, he was a freak. He was, he's one of the best. He's got to be one of the best to ever do it at that Hands position. Down. Hands down. Hands and down. for so long and so consistently, I think he had like yeah. a twelve years straight of a thousand a thousand yards or something like that. Uh, de- definitely a hall, definitely a Hall of Fame candidate for sure. For He'll sure, be in there. He'll be when in he's there. doing his like journalism thing now. Well, that he's cool. traveling the world. He's speaking different languages. He's you know trying to be in podcasts and trying to do it's he's he's everywhere. Production. It's and it, isn't it interesting to see how like the world has changed with and I think a lot of it has to do with like what you and I are doing right now that the podcasting is a format, but. Yeah. It used to be like a big deal when an athlete retired and then became successful in media like like Charles Barkley or a Magic Johnson, Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it's like Dan Orlovsky is like, <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> like a, a, one of the top <laughs> analysts for ESPN. And you're like, what? You know, like yeah. everyone, and you you see like Jeff Saturday, like Mark Schlereth, like th- there's almost it's almost expected that these guys slide right into it, and like I don't know if that's just personalities are changing that get into the league, or everyone's maturing at an earlier age than they used to, or maybe that maybe they've just figured out like wait a minute, I can make I can do this way longer, you know, like look at a guy like Ryan Clark. Mm-hmm. Love watching him play, you know, great player. And then he's like probably going to be a commentator forever now. Like he's like, yeah. he's become a permanent and it never used to be like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, it's networks see it as an opportunity to get someone who's one credible within the sport because they played. And then two, they have the years, they have experience, they understand the knowledge base, got the skill set. At least they think they have the skill set until they come into, you know, get in front of the camera. But you know, there's there's tons of resources out there as soon as they're done playing. You know, the broadcast boot camp, they can get into all sorts of things in Hollywood on the West Coast. I mean, it's 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 like set up for them. You know what I mean? Set up. I'll, I'll tell you what. I think somebody I think somebody's been listening to the Everyman podcast that's involved in some of these new NFL presentations because I've been saying for a year and a half now that you need to, they need to institute alternate commentary and, oh, and yeah. allow fans yeah. to watch the game, but listen to something else because everybody's different and you've got to have different choices. I'm think I'm going to actually sign up for ESPN plus just to watch this the Monday night broadcast of Peyton and Eli, because I'll tell you what, and I, we were positive podcast here. I told you last time I hadn't seen Monday night football at all. And then like I watched the steel one, the one Steelers game on there. And I was like, this is not good. This is not entertaining. And 
this stupid cart thing, the booger cart, like all of it was not for me. And I was questioning, I remember texting like, who do you think was like, this is, now this is what NFL fans want. Like it seems mm-hmm. so detached from like what we actually, what your modern fan is like, how they're interacting with the game. Like yeah. you're, you're watching your fantasy football thing. Like you're, you're almost half watching it, you know? Right, right, right. But you still love it and you're still engaged. It's just the, the viewing method is different. And then I was watching it again last week and I'm like, this is a struggle for me. This is not like, it doesn't, it's not at all. It doesn't feel like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And Monday night football used to be the biggest deal, you know, like the, the deal of deals. It was like, that was the, that was the game. And now it's like, ah oh, man, I, yeah, it's just a game at night. It doesn't yeah. seem special. Yeah. Then like the next day I see all these highlight clips from Peyton and Eli doing their thing, like doing a, basically a watch along. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know, a hundred times more entertaining and engaging, and I than than any other broad like regular broadcast. And I found mm-hmm. myself thinking, I actually this might actually get me to sign up for ESPN Plus just to watch this because this is more my my style. So you, you whoever maybe the, you know like minds think, great minds think like I don't know. It just I'm glad they're personality doing man. It. You need personality when you have somebody in the booth and being an an analyst man. Like seriously, if you don't have it, it's just kind of like yeah, you know. So that's why I love Gruden when he was doing it. Like, oh yeah, ridiculous. Well, you know what? It's starting to. Some of the broadcasts are starting to sound like you know when you listen to they call it the transatlantic speech. You Mm -hmm. know, like the the old like this just in. We've got uh, fourteen Ford Mustangs on on our. You know, like from the nineteen (laughs) forties on the radio, whatever. Like the Germans are invading Europe. Yeah, like that whole thing. Well, some some radio analysts like for like our like teams and stuff like they still sound that way. You're like, oh, this is actually pretty different. It's different. (laughs) <laughs> but like you know, when you listen to it, you know it's old, and you know it's mm-hmm. not how we do things. When you watch some of these broadcasts, like some of these other teams, you're like, "This is not modern." Like you're, mm-hmm. you're, come on, let's get, let's get. Mm-hmm. Like when they did Pat McAfee when he was on, and now he does, you know, uh, SmackDown commentary. It's incredible. Yeah, because you got to let people be goofy, and things He's have changed. Got a person personality, yeah. man. That's what sells, man. You got a personality. Works every time. And like, every yeah, time. Tony Romo's, you know, fun. He's, it's, yeah, that's good. But dude, if you don't, you don't, you don't even have to know what the hell you, and I'm pretty sure you've seen this. People don't even like have the expertise, but if they have a, have a great personality and they just, they're all about that vibe, you'll fucking watch them like nobody's business. Absolutely. You just will. Yo, that guy doesn't know anything, but he's fucking awesome. And that's all, that's all you need. Like, that's it. I have a feeling there's a, board of executives at ESPN right now turning over every you know former player rock to see like hey is this guy funny is this guy funny does this guy have a funny rapport with this guy and they're going to mm-hmm. be i bet you probably not even before the end, it won't even take a full season they'll be because it's cheap to make and what do you got to have two guys in a room watching a game and talking about it yeah i think we can do that mm-hmm. you know WWE they're always I'm always impressed by the way they they push their broadcast presentation. And I remember about a year and a half ago they started like having these watch alongs where they had a bunch of like their talent just watching the event that you're watching and it's like a second screen because in their mind you're sitting on your couch watching the, the pay per view 
And then on your iPhone or iPad on your coffee table or in your lap, you've got the, the watch along mm-hmm. and you're engaging with them in real time and tweeting and live comments. And it's like, you feel like you're a part of the experience. That's why like when we did, when we do our Twitch show and we've done that in the past, it was, a, it, it gave you and I like a different level of excitement because we're doing the thing we love, but now we've got right. the interaction with the people that enjoy what we're doing. And it, it's yeah. like a whole, it's a whole different whole experience. Different thing. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, NFL on Twitch by the by the end of the year with like Michael Strahan and you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things already popping off that way, but nowhere near the level of Twitchdom that we that we're we're referring to. So yeah, it's like can you imagine like on Twitch, you're watching the game on Twitch and you're, you're cheering bits for like whatever <laughs> fundraiser, you know. Like you know, like pick a. It doesn't have to go to the the team or the league or whatever. Just like a, we're we're doing uh you know breast cancer awareness and like people. Oh yeah, to a foundation or something. Right, like it It'd would be just so, be, be awesome. It would be a banana, absolute banana. Um, glad the NFL's back. There's been a oh, lot of yeah. funny memes like, you know, uh, a crack in a dam. It's like my life, all my problems, and then slapping the NFL logo over it. It's like <laughs> it's uh, everything's fine, you know. Um, and I think for a lot of people, that's that's the case. Um, but you know, fans too, fans too, man. Yeah. it's good to have fans in the seats. Oh, and you hear yeah. how excited everybody is. It's uh, like every game is a playoff game. Love it. And one 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 last thing before we move on from from football. My boy T.J. Watt was <laughs> like the guy didn't the guy didn't practice at all during the preseason. Didn't take a snap. All he did was his own conditioning because he was going through his contract. And my guy has like five hits on the quarterback that resulted in incomplete passes and like two sacks and forced fumble, like three balls swatted. Like watching, like, and the Bills are really good, but I knew like I saw that line plus six. I'm like, oh, there's no way. The Bills might beat the Steelers, but there's no way they're going to beat them by a touchdown with this defense. Mm-hmm. Cam Hayward and TJ Watt were just like, infiltrators they were like <laughs> you know what i mean like they it was like they could like they knew they had the keys to the front door it was crazy <laughs> and then melvin ingram could have had two or three sacks but he mm-hmm. was held so much what did you think of did you get a chance to to look into that uh game at all caught the highlights from it i mean tj as expected as advertised i mean when you get paid that much money you better you know show up um and i'm glad he showed up too because Typically, when you become the guy, there's a tendency to, you know, not really live up to uh, that 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 previous performance. So that was pretty cool. Um, but your fucking Steelers looks just evil on defense, man. I, I mean, that's the only thing I can say. They just look outright evil. If they can get if they get the offense gelling, they're going to be a hard team to beat. And like Najee looks like he's an NFL running back, like we all oh, yeah. expected. Oh um, yeah. Ben looked good. They just, they couldn't, the receivers just, they were having trouble getting the ball downfield, but yeah. One Way thing, different than my bears. Way different than my bears. <laughs> oh, dude. dude, but I was, I was thinking like, man, the defensive line looks great. I didn't even realize Stefan to not even healthy and he's not even there. And then it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, we got this other giant man. Like, can you like, just, I can't imagine like the size being like, you got Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Steph to it. And it's like, Notre Dame man, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of that. No, you don't. You don't. And it's, it's just a terrible. If, if they stay healthy, right? And like you say, if the offense just starts to, you know, get it together, like it'll be, it'll be 
might might be talking Super Bowl here in the next eight or nine so, weeks. I'll tell you what, you know, they got the Raiders this week. I, they always the Raiders have had their number for the past ten years. I remember watching. Uh, I remember being at Heinz be Field when Bruce Gradkowski, who's like his hometown, you know, Pittsburgh boy, comes in to start for the Raiders, and he just the Steelers were up like twenty eight to like eleven or some shit, and Bruce just brought them back and. Yeah, beat them as like the clock hit zero, and I remember just sitting in Heinz Field, just being like, oh. "It was fucking, yeah. it was horrible, it was horrible." But yeah, the uh, Bears, I don't know. Nagy is trying to be. I think he's trying to show everybody he's the smartest one in the room, and it's not working. No, it's not, man. And I think it's he's, not offensively, defensively. It's just atrocious. I'm never I mean, an advocate for someone losing their job, but I don't see how he makes it out of the season, especially like the if they start zero and three, zero and four, something like that. Justin Fields looks like he knows he's gives you a chance to win and he yeah. wants like and kudos yeah. to him. He's like being totally professional about it. Not you know, yeah. he's just letting them bury themselves. Um and then he kind of feel bad for Andy Dalton because it's not his fault that he's caught in the middle of this, you know. Or under duress or getting destroyed or <laughs> Right, and what's he gonna say? No, no, I don't want to no. play. You know, no, <laughs> take me out, coach. Like you don't like what kind of you know like what, what kind of situation do you set yourself up for here? You 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 get yeah, all these alpha competitors. Like no one's gonna be like, no, you're right. Let's let me. I'm gonna just you're right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I just I just want better for Chicago, man. Just I, I don't. I'm not even throwing up the vestiges of '85. I'm just saying I just I just want better than 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 what's going on. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there are pieces there for them to at least be solid, right? I'm not saying win the Super Bowl. Negligence. Just have, it's almost just, like... have, just have a solid performance on both sides of the ball. Right. That makes sense, right? You're not like, why are we doing that? Right. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's all I want. It's confusing. It is confusing, but I'll tell you what. Next couple weeks, uh, the Everyman podcast is going to be pretty special. Um, we've been talking about it a lot. You know, I'm getting married uh, yeah. in October, <laughs> and uh, I'm kind of putting some ideas together for... for because you know me, man. I, I'm a special guy. I like to try and you do are. things special. You and uh, I can't imagine not having some sort of wedding podcast. Like doing, so I, I'm trying to figure out exactly how that, I, I, that looks. I, I, that, but that has to be in there's the, gonna be some be loaded sort of, already. Like, there's going to be some sort of wedding podcast. And I think I might even. Yeah. I think I think it would be good. Maybe maybe uh, Sam will make her podcast appearance. We'll see what happens. Do, do we dress up? Do we have tuxes on? I think we do. Uh, I think we wear tuxes and we interview my my new wife at the time, my future wife. I love um, the pageantry. I'm listen. I'm a pageantry <laughs> boy. Call me. I'm a peacock. Okay, I gotta fly. Um, but. Not just that, you know, the funny thing is, uh, you know, Dream Theater's new record, A View from the Top of the World, mm. comes out on our, our wedding day, which is, a, I, when that when I saw that, I just laughed. I'm like, yeah, it would, you know, cosmic. Um, we got Mike Mangini coming soon. We got one with James Labrie coming soon. It's time for our annual Dylan Dickstein, Man of the Hour Man, who I can't wait to find out. Space. I can't man wait to space. find out what Dylan Dixine, what new thing he's been doing. Yeah, you know, and we've talked to him pretty much on the dot once a year. And mm-hmm. I reached, I hit him up recently. I was like, "Hey, buddy, let's let's it's time." And he's like, "Let's." I wouldn't miss it for the world. And uh, so I'm, we got him coming up soon. Um, but the thing I'm really looking forward to is. 
a special Mayo Clinic podcast that's going to be coming mm-hmm. up that we're going to be recording this week. And we had Dr. Helena Gazelka, who does the Mayo Clinic Connect podcast. Uh, she's the host of that wonderful program. And she's mm-hmm. a world-class anesthesiologist and a medical professional, podcaster, marathoner. She's just, she's awesome. We, oh, we, yeah. we hit it off. Yeah. We, we love her. And uh, we had her on our show a couple months ago. And uh, the whole plan was, hey, we're going to bring you guys on our show. And we want to do something special. And, uh, like, they floated the idea to me of, like, how would you feel about doing a podcast with Dr. Harsel Schaff, who did your surgery, your transapical myectomy at the Mayo Clinic that Mm -hmm. saved your life. Now, I haven't seen Dr. Schaff or spoken to him since, um, you know, like a day or two after my surgery. And there's been some, like, indirect correspondence. And I know he's he's through his – and the – the, the crazy thing about this is, like, this isn't, like, any guy, you know? Like, he was, when he retired, he's the he was the president of the Thoracic Surgeons Association of North America, which is the governing body of all open-heart surgeons in all of North America. Not mm-hmm. just, like, Minnesota or the U.S., but, like, the whole continent. Mm-hmm. The whole, if you operate... If you do open heart surgery, he was the president of that. Yeah. He's the top dog. Yeah. Doesn't get any more. There's nowhere else to go when yeah. beyond Dr. Shaft. He, he is the ceiling. He's a world he class, <laughs> one of the best heart surgeons in the world. And he saved my life and changed yep. my life and changed my future. Um, and they're like, do you want to do this podcast? And I'm like, fuck yeah and they're like justin yeah. you can't you can't swear on the podcast and i was like no problem but fuck <laughs> yeah i'm in you know <laughs> and uh so you know at a at just like it always is you know mayo clinic hits me up and they go hey we're ready to roll we got we got time on dr chef's schedule now i'm i don't we we have our times that we record you know and and it, we we stick to it there's very few people where they're like he can do 11 Eastern, and you're like, I'm there. You know, like so, right, something right, crazy right, right. in the middle of a work day. And uh, there's maybe like three people on that list, and, and Dr. Schaff is one of them. So um, they sent me the script. They sent me everything, and, and I'm looking over it, and it's it's going to be real, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. so the way it's going to work is we're doing a two-parter where the first part of the podcast is going to be myself, Dr. Gazelka, and Dr. Schaff. Talk about... Talk about a brain trust. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, here I am, barely went to high school, having this podcast with, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, two of the most brilliant medical professionals, uh, you know, available, period. Yeah. Regardless of time or space. And, yeah. And me. Like, as confident as I am in my broadcast abilities, it's still kind of wild to me yeah so we're gonna we're gonna talk about my surgery and and it's gonna be one it's gonna be interesting to be interviewed by you know dr gazelka and then also with dr chef i wish you could be in person um because i got a lot i want to say to him and some of that will be on the pod and some of it will be in private but um yeah. and then we're gonna you know daryl and i uh, are gonna record the second half with Dr. Gazelka, and that's going to be talking about 
podcasting and Daryl and I and, and the Everyman podcast and what we do. And, and it's another one of those things that blows my mind where here's the Mayo Clinic. Like anytime there's like some story on CNN or whatever about like a leading study, it's like the Mayo Clinic. Like, you know what I mean? It's like the... Mm-hmm. They're the they are the premium brand, the top dog of medical institutions of trusted and reliable information, and for the Mayo Clinic to not only like have have us be blessed to have Dr. Gazelka on our podcast and kind of give us the uh, hey you guys are doing something good we want to be a part of it, but then to turn around and invite us to go be on their podcast on their yep. platform in front of their audience is even more mind boggling to me. Not that I don't think we deserve it, but it's, that's a huge thing. Yeah. You know, it's the first time we've been asked to go do something like this. And it's, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know? And, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's, I have no idea, you know, you know, you you know, you just have no idea how it'll go. And when, and, I'm I'm writing out my I'm trying to I usually don't write out my thoughts like this for a podcast or for an interview, but this one I am because I really I I gotta control my emotions mm-hmm. you know and I don't yeah. want to just yeah. fly off. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to be on the other end of the uh, interview barrel, and then under those circumstances. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm rooting for you on that one. It's gonna be sweet, man. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be sweet. And then you know, anytime we can, <laughs> we can connect with the lovely. Uh, and, and brilliant Dr. Gazelka. I'm I'm there for it. Dude, she's a beast, man. Like people don't realize she's just an absolute beast and a great person too. She is. She is. It's yeah. again, you know, we've connected with so many incredible people on this journey. Um and almost sometimes it feels like it's just a it's like an excuse to have conversations with awesome people, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh and and maybe that's the maybe that's the secret to it. But um yeah, sometimes you just you turn around, and you got to pinch yourself, and you're like, "How do we? How did that happen?" You know. But here we are. It's awesome, man. It's here the sauce, are. bro. So we're gonna be, you know, and again, we're coming up on two years strong of the Everyman Podcast. Um, episode 200 is within our sights, which is which is mm-hmm. wild. I, I can remember thinking, laser focus. I can remember thinking, "How are we gonna get five of these done? Let alone uh, 200 <laughs> in, in a row without fail?" And it's mm-hmm. that's it just goes to show you gotta you gotta uh, believe in yourself and do your thing sometimes. So we got that. You know, wedding pods, dream theater pods, Mayo Clinic pods, a lot of really cool stuff coming up. Um, and, I, you know, like I said, man, I wouldn't have it any other way. Doing it with yeah, you. Dude. Yeah, dude. Right back at you, brother Jay. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good one. So we hope everybody enjoys their beautiful fall Saturday. I know we're headed to the park. Mm, going to get some it. sun. Get the little ready you boy. A, you know, you can get on swing set, man. Get on swings, man. Oh fuck yeah! If they got toss, toss the, toss the ones, back. as long as they don't have those little ones where you you can put your legs through. Yeah, like the little kid ones. I can't fit in that. But I can't fit in that either. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think you ever fit in, in one of those, dude. I don't think you ever fit one of those. But uh, have a great Saturday, beautiful Sunday. Uh, call your parents, tell them you love them. Have a great yeah, day. Dude. We'll see y'all soon, bro.